Hey, welcome to The Warrior and the Wolf, the show where you can show up authentically, be safe, be seen, and have somebody that's going to come alongside you and help you fight for what you want. Let's get after it. Welcome back to the Warrior and the Wolf podcast. This is episode 14, Playing the Victim. I am Mark the Wolf, right over there. I'm Aaron the Warrior. And uh, we are the Warrior and the Wolf. Man, we're really, really excited about today. Aaron reached out uh, and we've uh, been prefacing this episode uh, before we hit record, uh, just talking (laughs) about what it is this is going to look like, so on and so forth. And uh, really, really excited about, again, playing the victim. And, And Aaron brought up you man you brought up some great stuff for me so we're going to start this show the same way we do every other show and that is with our check-ins uh those of you who have followed along with us you know that we check in around sachet emotions sad angry scared happy excited and tender we believe we believe in our work at the crucible project that those are the six foundational emotions and so we'll check in around those sad angry scared happy excited tender aaron what you got all right, so let's see. I am happy, sad, um, excited, tender, and angry. Um, angry, I think you alluded to it a while ago. I said getting old's not for sissies. I just, <laughs> I just feel like my body's fighting me on everything. Like I'm over like the whole toe, foot, gout thing. Like that got better. But now I'm having like crazy tooth pain and got to go in the dentist and all that. I'm just like, I'm just, <laughs> I remember a time when my body just worked and it didn't need medication or pills or sleep or hydration or <laughs> all this other stuff. So I'm angry about that. Just being in pain. Um, sad and happy. I mean, happy. We got, we just got back from Hawaii, a very nice family trip. I got back yesterday morning at like 3 AM, which is fun with a nine year old and a four year old. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out what the hell day and time it is right now. Um, so I'm sad to not be waking up at the beach and waking up to snow and uh, happy we got to take the trip tender. Um, just for what we're, you know, we'll be talking about later tender for, um, myself in that. Yeah. With that I'm in. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, happy, excited, sad. Tender. Yeah, happy and excited. We had we had a work function last night and I got to uh, MC that. Um uh, my heart thrives in that space, man. I, I I love being in front of folks. I love uh MCing events like that. That's a lot of fun. So enjoyed that. Uh yeah, took home some hardware, but that's also not why I do that kind of stuff. Um Happy. I, I love days like this. Uh, I love being in the in in the box with uh, the warrior and the wizard. It makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really happy. Uh, Sean at the Shepherd's uh, Craftsman. Wow. He made these awesome pens for us. And dude, Sean, thank you so much. Really, really happy and excited about that. Uh, sad and tender. So today is uh, our youngest son's birthday. Yeah. And he opened up a card from his grandparents. And he had a look 
And Jen, yeah, so Jen brought it to my attention after she opened a little bit after he had opened it. And I said, oh, he got a card. And she's like, yeah, he was sad. And I'm like, well, what's going on? Uh, this is his first birthday without my mom. And he's like, I'll never get a birthday card from Nana again. So super sad and tender about that. Um, yeah, obviously being really, really close with my mom and having lost her last year. It's tough for me to hear my kiddo say that. So uh, sad and tender for him, but really, really excited. He's just such an awesome kid. Uh, and it is a baseball weekend. So we are back at the ball field. Uh, really excited about that. Uh, and just excited about some stuff that's going on at work. So uh, with that, I am in. You're welcome. Tell me what playing the victim looks like to you. Oh man, I should have been ready for that. No, playing the victim to me, um, for me is continually, continually living in victimhood, um, to avoid hard choices or accepting responsibility. All right. So tell me, tell me what it means to play the victim. Give me, give me an example of when you've played the victim. Oh man. Uh, I've such a long answer because I've, I've been playing the victim almost my, my whole life. Okay. Like, so I feel like it's how it's, I've developed my entire identity out of playing the victim. Um, but for me, I, for me, I found my identity in being a victim of something. Give me a, just give me a quick example. When you, last time you played the, uh, the victim. Oh, I mean, most recently, like trying to go after, after like jobs and careers and stuff that I wanted to really do. And I felt that like was my calling or my passion. Um, I would never go after it because the victim mentality would come in and be like, well, bad stuff happened to me. So I'm really not like capable of doing this or bad stuff happened to me. So my life course was altered. So I never developed a skill to be able to do this. Mm. Okay. So let me, let me ask you this then. So do you, because of course you were a victim and that's something that I want to talk about, right? Yeah. We chatted a little bit about that before we started. And that was just because you no longer want to play the victim doesn't mean that you weren't a yeah, victim. And I, and I think that's a super important thing to, to point out here is like, yes, you were a victim, whether or not you stay in the mindset of being a victim yeah, that's that. That's kind of what we're talking about today is the fact that you no longer see value in playing the victim. Correct. Yeah, right. That's actually. So, yeah, I think that's a big deal. Brother, you were a victim yeah. like that. I, that's not a question. That's not up for debate in my mind. You were a victim. Yep. But I love the fact it's been interesting, specifically over the last six months to watch this shift in you. I've watched the mindset shift. So tell me how playing the victim serves you. For me, it served, served me in perceived safety. Okay. And, but what I mean by that is gave me an out, gave me an excuse. Like I really didn't have to put forth full effort. If I failed, it was because of, I was a victim of this or I was a victim or, you know, the world is unfair. The world is just. I expect to fail. I expect to I, fail. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's who I am. It's going to yeah. happen. So it yeah. keeps me from doing the things that I should be doing. 
Then I asked a question, and I'm really excited about this. What's at risk as you step into this space of I no longer want to be a victim? What's at risk? I, I mean, excuses are gone. I lose, I lose the excuse of why things don't work out or why I fail at things or why, you know, I don't have an excuse for not trying. Sure. I mean, that's the biggest aspect of it, but I have to form a new identity. I have to f really figure out exactly who I am mm. and be able to own that. So, I, all right. So as you go into this work, what are you finding out about the warrior? About the warrior? Mm -hmm. Oh man. Um, so much stuff. Um, the thing that most is most coming out is I'm a lot stronger than I realized, which is where the name, the warrior, the warrior comes from. I mean, we've talked about that. The warrior is, um, I've been through a lot of battles in my life, most of which I didn't ask for. Um, and I feel like, and this, and this, it's funny because then I want to justify it. But this sounds super egotistical to say, but the reality is I feel like we, a weaker person or somebody not as strong as me would not have been able to survive or make it through what I've made it through. Interesting dichotomy there, right? You feel like, oh man, I'm weak. But then you kind of look back at it and you're like, only a very strong human could have walked the path that I've walked. Yeah. Yeah. I see that in you. I very much see that in you. So uh, I, I guess it was there a turning point, right? Like what made you shift? Like, nah, yeah, this is serving me, but I want something different for myself. Was, was there one thing that just uh, a switch that flipped for you that said, I want something different than what I have? Yeah. You know, so we, we talk about this work we started and we started doing this stuff. We keep saying five years ago and it's been a constant evolution of figuring out, you know, the wagon of, you know, or the emotional baggage and everything that I've been carrying through life and figuring out is every, at every turn, it feels like it was something different. But for me, it, it all comes back again to my wife, my lovely, beautiful, wise, strong wife. Um, and we were just having it. We were in having a, a one, a lot of these conversations have started the same way. It's like, well, I just can't do it cause I don't have these life skills. And I was, you know, and this bad stuff happened to me and, and, it was basically, she, to paraphrase, it's like, and I've said it before on here, is like, you can choose to own your story. Your story is going to continue to own you. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to, she's like, you're always going to be a victim of something and never actually flourish in something. And that was a light bulb. It was like, gosh, you're like, you're right. Like, I've always had this like mentality and justification. It was like, really bad things happen to me. So either one, the world owes me something because bad shit happened to me. Or two, the world just isn't fair. Because bad stuff happened to me and I'm just going to have, that's my lot in life and that's who I am. And so he's going to be a victim. And I think there's wisdom in that, brother. Like, and you know that I love Mama D for sure. But mm -hmm. like the, the, the point for me there is you're letting somebody else have that power. Oh, yeah. Like over and over and over. The person that made you a victim, you're just giving away. You know what? Here you win. You, you just take this power of mine. So much of it was given away to not only the person who physically and emotionally hurt me, but then other people who, who didn't react like I thought they should have reacted. The way you wanted them. Wanted them. The way yeah. I wanted them to react. The way that I felt like somebody should have come alongside me and fought for me, when that didn't happen, 
in my mind, that made me a victim again. Because that's all you're worth. Yeah. I, I'm only worth this result. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that. Uh, now we took very different paths because, uh, when my folks got divorced when I was 12, remarried and then divorced for the second time and final time when I was 16, I didn't see myself as a victim. I, and as you talk, it's interesting. I actually anticipate that bad things can happen because I don't have any, I don't have control over what happens outside of me. Nope. Like to, to, to keep that focus on myself. All right. So the only thing that I have power on in this space is my reaction to it. What's said, what's done to me, whatever. And, and it kind of goes back to those messages, right? No one said that stuff about me, but it's the message that I took on. And so how do I react to that? Yeah. Right? That's a big, big deal. I don't want to give power to that situation. Those folks did what they did when they did it for whatever reason they did it for. You know what I mean? And so for me, okay, why am I having the reaction that I am? Like I, I go to me. Mm -hmm. in that space. And I love the fact that you no longer, yeah, I've lived there long enough and I think there's something better for me and I want to pursue that. And, and you're realizing that even though those messages came online, they're not true about you. Yeah. And I love that. What you got? So I just, I found it interesting. So I just wanted to know, like from a educational or smart guy standpoint, like what the actual, like you and your research, right? <laughs> um, well, I wanted to know what like the actual definition of victim was. What you got? So the actual like definition, Webster's whatever, is a person harmed, injured, or killed as a result of a crime, accident, or other event or action. Read that again. A person harmed, injured, or killed as a result of a crime, accident, or other event or action. So let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. What sticks out to me, because that's pretty extreme. Yeah. Like killed? Right. Whoa. But you got to own the fact part of you died. Oh, yeah. During that phase where you were a victim. Absolutely. And I go back to the, the harmed, killed, event, action, and even crime at this point. Like, sure. To be honest. Right, right, like, right, to yeah. Put, yeah. Realistically, yeah. Realistically. No, I'm that's, on board. That's, I'm on board. Yeah. Um, so I'm realizing through all this work, there's two, there's two ways to, to look at it. Like you can be a victim of something. And I think you alluded to the beginning. You can be a victim of something that happened. Of course. So you can either continue to be that, be a victim or be someone who was a victim. If that makes sense. Of course it does. So the path I, I don't know if I chose it. But the, the path that I walked and the identity I lived in was somebody who was a victim. Mm -hmm. Like that was my lot in life. Like I'm a victim. I'm always going to be a victim. And, and that's just who I was. I, I, for me, buddy, I think it's simply a matter of this happened to me or this defines me. Like you're choosing this, this happened to me. Mm -hmm. This does not define me. And I know that for the longest time, you're your definition was tied up in this thing. Oh, I let it define me for sure. And so the curiosity is what parts of you were killed that you're excited to bring back? 
You know, when I talk about it in my story, I talk about, I feel like my, my innocence as a child was, was taken away. Yep. Um, I feel like I was forced to grow up real fast. I was forced to grow up, you know, eight or nine years old. Um, I, you know, I feel like the sense of like being protected was taken away from me too. Like, like I, kids are supposed to feel like, like they're protected. That sure. They have somebody that's going to step in and fight for them. Um, I've been listening to, I say listening, reading and listening to a book called Rest in War um, by a pastor named Ben Stewart. Um, and he alludes to, there's a quote and he talks about, and I forget the study and I'm going to, I'll try to find it, put it up on one of our social media pages, but he talks about, they did a study psychologically of kids who, children who have people that come and come alongside them and fight for them mm -hmm. um, are something like 60 to 70% less likely to actually quit on themselves later in life. Cause you talk about the message, like when the message you get early in life is, you're a victim of something and nobody's going to come fight alongside you. Well, then why should I bother fighting for myself? Mm. And so now you're seeing that humans are coming alongside you, fighting, mm -hmm. protecting. Yeah. What do you get out of that? So, we, you know, we allude to a lot of times in here, like our little boy. Oh, yeah. Which, which again, I know to like people who aren't in this work, like that sounds super freaking crazy like your little boy like your little boy inside but yeah so i had a little boy who needed something that wasn't it that did that didn't get it he didn't get what he needed um but now as an adult as an almost you know 40 year old man like i have the ability to give that internal little boy what he needs somebody who's willing to fight for him but in the same sense i've been given an opportunity with my own sons to come alongside them and, and fight for them. Um, I wish I could say that I'm really good at it. Um, part of the victim mentality and the victim identity that I've lived in is my, especially my oldest. Um, he's a lot like me. He's the same age as when stuff happened to me. He becomes almost a surrogate. Mm -hmm. And there's some anger and sadness that comes out on him that's probably directed at my little boy and other stuff is like, well, you should have been stronger. You should be better. Like you should have fought to not be a victim. And I have to be very, very careful of that to make sure I'm fighting for him and not putting my baggage. So when him. you say that he, he should be, or he should do, or those things, what, why is that? Where's that coming from? It, it, for me, it comes out of the whole, like, some of the lies and say, well, you should have fought harder. You shouldn't, you know, me talking to that little boy is like, you should have fought harder. Or you should have protected yourself or you should. And mm -hmm. all of that is like, logically, like, like sitting here saying this, like, that's insane to say like a nine or an eight or nine year old should have fought harder or should have done something. And, but that comes, I feel like that comes out of that victim mentality for me, like sure. trying to change the past and trying to be like, well, I should have done something because clearly what I learned is nobody else was going to do something. So I should have, I should have done something at eight or nine. Um, and in the last couple, in the last, you know, six months to a year, I'm learning like how that little boy reacted to what happened to him was, was perfectly okay. Of course. Was perfectly okay. There's yeah. no other way. So giving myself that little boy grace you know, and, and love and kindness. And I think one of the best ways for me to do that is to show that to my sons. You bring up a really good point, man. And I, and, and it's super, super interesting to me, especially as I navigate having 
uh, two boys myself, like there's not a wrong way to do this. And, and, and you and I have talked, oh, I should have, I should, I didn't do this and blah. And it's really easy to go back and say, I didn't do this well. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, dude, you did the absolute best you could that you knew to do. Yeah. And it's the same thing with my kids. Like they don't do it the way that I want them to do it. That doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. There's a gazillion ways to skin a cat. Those of you who love cats, it's not literal. <laughs> but like, just because I do things a certain way, and that's that curiosity thing that we were talking about um, on one of the episodes a, a while back was, is there another way that this can be done? Mm-hmm. Like, just, just because your son handles things a certain way, it's not wrong. Yeah. And, and I understand, like, so for me, I'll, you know, I'll look at how one of my kids handles something and I get scared, right? That's me, man. And that goes back to, I'm looking at me. Like, I'm scared because it's not going the way that I think it should go. That doesn't mean it's not going to go well. Yeah. Right? It's interesting for me. So what, what comes up for me when you say, like, I've done, um, we did the best, absolute best that I, that I could. In some aspects, I believe that's true. But in some aspects, I believe I wasn't doing the best that I could. Really, and I believe because and 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 so let me let me finish, because um, other people are like, yeah, um, this isn't negative self talk in this, but by keeping myself in a victim mentality, I don't believe I was doing the best that I was capable of doing. I believe I was limiting myself. But we even talked about this in our work, and that is, what was that little boy doing? Oh, I was definitely protecting myself. I was definitely doing that. So. I believe that I don't believe the motives were bad. Like I don't believe like the motives were self-preservation and protection, which I've had to have my whole life. Sure. What I, what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to, or alluding to is that I have limited, I believe I've limited myself and limited my abilities and skills by continuing to be the victim. Because now you're realizing, ah, there's another way to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm going, right? In that moment, that little boy gave everything he had. All right, this is how I'm going to protect you. Yeah. Great. Do that. Looking back, realizing, ah, that's no longer serving me. Yep. That doesn't mean it's wrong. That doesn't mean that what you did wasn't working because it absolutely did. But where you were 30 years ago, probably isn't going to work for you now. Yeah. It's the radio, the television, and the internet. 30 years ago, the internet didn't freaking exist. Now we do things differently than we did 30 years ago. And I think that's that's an important distinction. You did the best you could with what you had where you were. Yeah. It's just no longer the most effective route for you. Yeah. So maybe a better way to put it is for the last 30 years, it's been about self-preservation and protection and managing that risk. And so the, what I've been doing to do that has been the best I could do. Maybe now the goal has shifted. That's not necessarily about self-preservation or self and protecting myself at all costs. I would. Okay. So let me ask you this. Yeah. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if maybe just maybe I'm worth this risk. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And it's not just about me anymore. Because there's still risk. Yeah. Oh, there's tons there's of risk. There's still risk. I would I would offer that there's more risk. Right? And so, but you're willing to do it. Yeah. Why? Because well, it's not about me anymore. Yes, I'm worth it, and yes, I'm worth fighting for. And and, and I should have realized that a long time ago. But I have I reference my amazing wife who's worth fighting for, who's worth doing things differently for, and my two boys who are worth fighting for. And so in chasing those relationships, what do you get? I get to be authentic. I get to be who I was meant to be. Tell me that's not about you. I said it's not just about me anymore. There's more to it than just about, than just me. So it's it's been a crazy realization. So... Real quick, so you know you know me really, really well. We've been doing this a long time. And so I was going to read the behavioral signs of victim mentality. <laughs> okay. Let me get through them and just tell me how many. Oh, hey, check- look, that's Aaron. Oh, yeah, hey, how, look, that's how Aaron. Many, how, many they, <laughs> how many of these check the box? Okay. So uh, this is from a website called Psych Central. And they say, um, it starts out, said a victim mentality can manifest itself in many ways. It can involve feeling like the world is out to get you, having difficulty taking personal responsibility for what happens in your life. The signs of victim mentality may include these behavioral signs, often practicing or placing blame on external factors or other people when things go wrong. Okay. Having trouble taking personal responsibility or seeing how you may have contributed to a situation. Being overly critical of yourself or others. Self-sabotage. Or associating only with people who think who you think like you. Wow. Some more. Say seeing the world as unfair or unsafe. Uh, cognitive distortions like catastrophizing. Harmful thinking patterns of pessimism. Ruminating over past wrongs and hurts or thoughts of self-harm or suicide. So as, let me ask you this. As you read those, what comes online? It's... Like a checklist of my... Did that, did that. Did that, check, 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 check. So what's the kind of man that you want to be? We talked about, I want to be, I want to be a safe, authentic man. I wanted that for a long time. And I want to point something out. Mm -hmm. If you go back a few minutes, what'd you say? You're authentic. Yeah. With your wife, with your kids. Okay. I, you know, we talk about you and I reference a lot of times about power and giving power away or authentic power. And, um, for me living in this victim mentality, um, I believe has kept me from, from living, living out that I give so much power away to people who I believe victimized me. And, and, it's interesting when you start like taking that power back. When you, when who? When I start taking it back. Yes. When I started doing this, we're going to started like really telling my story and putting my story out on a podcast and putting, you know, a lot of stuff out there. It's like, yeah, that's like bad shit happened. Yeah. Really bad stuff happened. Um, but that doesn't mean that it bad shit mean it has doesn't... to keep yeah. happening. But I was letting it. Of course. By living in that, it was like, I mean, I was, we were talking about my therapy journey, but I was talking about in that, it's like, by continually being like, well, this bad stuff happened to me and why? It's like, I was continually back in that bedroom 
just, you know, naked, scared all the time. Like I was continually, and not saying the person who did the, you know, who victimized me wants me to continue to be a victim. I don't know if that's true or not, but I was making myself relive that. That's the story you were telling yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes it. And I guess where I go, Aaron is, is, I see the work that you've done and you're not wrong. Your story is super, super powerful. And I, and I want to make the distinction again, choosing not to be a victim doesn't mean you weren't. Yeah. Like who you were 30 years ago. Like, I don't want to be the human that I was, you know, in, in my twenties, in my early thirties, I made choices again, back to my story that I'm not okay with. And They've made me a better human today because I needed to look at that and say, okay, is this who you want to be? No. And there's some hard stuff in that. Mm-hmm. There's some really hard stuff. Making the choice, having the power to make the decision that I this no longer serves me. I need, I want something different. I think just making, ha- having the strength to make that decision is a big, big, big freaking step, man. I, I agree. And I think I, there's something where I can pat myself on the back with it. Like I'm proud of the work that I've done and I'm proud of where my journey is going. So, so let me ask you this. What is your, what's the, what's your favorite thing about you in this change? Oh man. Like what's something you're noticing in yourself? Oh, there's gold there. Oh, the power. Okay. The strength and the power that it takes to come through what I've come through and want to be better for it. And you've had this power the whole time. Yeah. Oh, it's been there. It's, it's been there. Um, I've sold myself short a lot of times of my capabilities okay, because I feel like that's what other people did to, to me. So I lived out of that. And again, that's back to that. That's the message I received, mm-hmm. but that's not really true about you. Is it? No, 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 it's not. Dude. I love you. I'm excited about <laughs> this journey. I'm proud of you. Um, it's vitally important to me that, you know, I see it. Dude, I see you. I'm watching you work your ass off to be the man that you want to be. And it's really, really awesome to see. Like, I'm watching it. It's cool. It means a lot. It, it, it means, it means, yeah, it means an awful lot to know that other people are noticing. I mean, my, I know my, my wife is noticing. I know that, you know, the men in our circle are noticing. Um, so I, I kind of remember what I wanted to say, but I was reiterating, and I've said it before on this, but I think the point, um, well, living out of that victim mentality for me, I said, like every day I was continuing to be a victim. I was continuing to be a victim and almost victimizing myself, if that makes any sense. Victimizing yourself. Give me an example. Like the negative self-talk, like the, the, like oh, the putting, sh- putting myself down, that you're not worth it. You're not. So not only was I living out of the victim 
the victimization of what was done to me as a kid or what, how the people in my life didn't react, but I became a perpetrator towards myself. I get that. Yeah. I, I think, man, it's, it, it, it just blows me away. The messages I took on, mm-hmm. nobody said it. It's just the messages I took on. Yeah. And again, you protected yourself. You yeah. did the best you could with what you had. And so, so for those of you listening, um, I, I think that's a big point. I, I want to nail that point home in that it's not that you did it the wrong way. You protected yourself. And now again, oh, I see a better way. I see something else that I want. Who you are today is different than who you were last freaking week, let alone 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. That doesn't define who you are. It doesn't mean you weren't a victim. It just means you no longer want to be a victim. And I think that's big. I think that's big. Yeah. So again, this was, this was a a pre-show conversation. What I had told you about my, the victim mentality was for so long, I believed the lie or lived out of the fact that if I moved past it in my mind, moved past it and I wasn't, you know, continue, didn't continue to be the victim of this, that it somehow made it okay in my mind, which I know like logically, like sitting here, like having to know this works, like, that sounds insane, but living through it, it's like, gosh, if I move past this, I'm the only one that remembers how bad this was. And and it has the ability to be that beach ball. I'm mm-hmm. just going to stuff it and act like it didn't happen, but it did. Well, it's not even acting like it didn't happen. For me, it was almost the exact opposite. For me, it was like wearing the, like my scarlet letter, wearing it out in front of me. It's the only thing that happened. It's the only thing that happened. This is who I am, and this is why I am the way that I am. Yeah. And then if I, if I let go of it and I, you know, offer forgiveness or give it over to God, or I just say, yeah, I'm going to live, like I'm doing now, say, I'm going to live differently, and I'm not going to be, continue to be a victim. I'm somebody who was a victim, but I'm not currently a victim. That's how I want to live, but I've always felt for the longest time, like if I do that, then I'm giving a pass to everybody who... Am I diminishing? Am I diminishing what what happened? Like, am I doing what they're doing and saying, ah, it's not that big a deal? Because, so for me, nobody ever acknowledged like how bad what happened to me was. Mm -hmm. My whole life, that's all I've ever wanted is somebody to come alongside and said, that was awful. And I've never had that. So in my mind, it's like, well, if I move, like, I'm just going to do what they did and move on. And then it just basically excuses it and says that it's okay. And that's where I go. Like, Again, that's that whole, okay, what about me? Mm-hmm. You know it was awful. Yeah. Right? All right. It was. If I say it was awful, then it was awful because it's my gauge. Yeah. You know, I, I can't tell you if it's awful for you. That's your call. Like, do I think it was awful for you? Of course I do. But, I mean, we're very, very close. I love you like yeah. a brother. So it, it, it's different in that space. But, but what's awful to me? It's going to be a different definition for you. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Or as you like to say, a thousand percent. <laughs> that is 900% more. Yes, it is. For those of you uh, scoring. Keeping score. Home. My whole want and my whole protecting myself was because I never got 
somebody to say, like I said, I never had somebody like say, we're going to fight for you. And this is, this was awful until I started doing this work. Yeah. Until I started doing this work and I started telling my story and I started in therapy and other people are like, that was awful. That's awful. And even people reaching out after hearing this podcast, be like, yeah. I had no idea or hearing other people's similar stories. It's like, yeah, this is all really, really bad. And that has helped me realize, guess what? I can still be somebody who something really bad happened to. Right. But I don't have to give it power over who I am or who I want to be anymore. thousand percent. And you allude to something there that I think is super, super important for the humans that are listening to this. Being seen makes a huge difference. Agreed so or disagreed that it was awful, I feel seen. Yep. Because my version of awful is going to be different than your version of awful, and it doesn't mean that mine's worse or better or anything else. Awful is awful, and you are seen. Yeah, that's, that's what has been the game changer for me. That's what's given me the strength and hope to know that I can move past the victim mentality into somebody who can use the strength that I have to help other people. Like that's what I want to do now. Like that's giving me much more is flipping it on its head. Be like, guess what? I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to go the opposite route. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it for good. I'm going to help people to realize they don't have to be victims anymore either. That's what I want for me. I love that. You make me smile. I smile as (laughs) I stare at you right this second. So let's throw a bow on it. Yep. We focused a lot on your story and what the victim mentality looks like. And we don't want to be in you, how you don't want to be a victim in this space anymore. As you prepped for this episode, what were your fears? I mean, there's a fear of like appearing like an excuse maker, like I'm weak, like, oh, you didn't want to try to do stuff. You didn't succeed and you just want to blame it on this. And, and so the fear that there's that fear of being, I don't know, seen as kind of a fraud or seen kind of as like. And then go the other way. What were you excited about prepping for this episode? I mean, I'm excited to share my journey. I'm excited to share that there's hope on the other side. That for me to help show people like, you don't always have to be a victim. Right. You don't always have to live under that constant state of trying to protect yourself from your story or your past. I love, 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 love your heart. I love that you want to help other people with your story and I love your authenticity. Thanks for appreciate showing Appreciate it. Thank you, That's brother. That's awesome. Hey, uh, as always, thanks so much for tuning in. We very much appreciate you. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, at the Warrior and the Wolf Podcast. Those are the handles there. And if you want to email us, you can do so at thewarriorandthewolf at gmail.com. We are still working on that website. For those of you who have seen it, we have a sweet, sweet logo. Check that out on all the social medias. Um, it would mean a lot if you subscribe to the podcast, we are putting out, uh, episodes every single week, uh, again, helping you show up authentically in a safe space. Uh, so if you would subscribe and also like, uh, leave us a comment, tell us uh, what you would like to hear in future podcasts. That would mean a lot to us. For those of you who have already uh, subscribed to the channel, we appreciate it very, very much. And thanks for listening. We're very excited about that. Any parting shots there? 
The only parting shot is just know you're stronger than you think. Love that. I'm the wolf. I'm the warrior. We'll see you next week. <laughs>